Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. What's up everyone, you're listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC Podcast, your number one source for all things Chelsea. We predicted Chelsea would score three. We predicted Chelsea would bring on board a cryptocurrency sponsor. And for the hat trick, we predict in the 2022 FA Cup final that... Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. The FA Cup fever, it's sweeping the studio today. We've got our jerseys on, the inflatable trophies, and each and every one of us has a smile on their face after this week. Uh, Guys, what's your favourite FA Cup memory? Oh, that's a good question. I reckon... Um, the the first one I probably remember uh, that we won, which was in 2000, we won 1-0 against Villa. I think that sort of really really got me, um, the first real moment I remember of Chelsea winning something that really got me um, gripped as a fan. Um, so I'd, I'd go with that one, I think. Nice. Mine would be, I think it'd be 2012, you know. Ooh. Just because I think with the... Champions League final coming up. I did. I didn't expect us to win that FA Cup as well as the Champions League. What a year that was! I remember being in college and saying to my, <laughs> "Oh man, if he does listen, he will. He will remind. He reminds me of this every time." I said, "I would rather win the FA Cup than the Champions League." Wow. I did say, wow. Yeah, wow. I know, because I was like, oh, the FA Cup means more to us. I, hey, hey, I, I was realistic. I just didn't think we would uh, win against Bayern. I, I really didn't. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have the belief. I, I'd say, I'm not going to go the Chelsea angle, because I, I feel that'd be easy for me. But when I think the FA Cup, I still think David Seaman's save against Sheffield United in the 2003 yeah. final. Nice. nice. I, I, it's just, I, I looked at it this week again, it's mad. I mean, it just sticks in my mind, rent-free, Paul Pesky Salido, he flicks a header towards the goal, and it, Seaman just claws it away. I, I don't know how he does it, it's just, it's one of those saves that I will always remember, because it was just mad. I mean... Yeah, it, it, it is probably the best save I've ever seen, I think, or it's up there. Petr Cech's against Liverpool in the final was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very similar saves, actually. Hmm, I was like, oh, classic, oh... Well, as always, we're going to kick off the show, I think. Who is that former blue? Now, this former blue, he played 15 times for Chelsea. So he did, a, he did all right. Um, he earned an assist in a 3-1 win over Sunderland in 2015. He played for six clubs, cl- clubs so far in his career. And he has over a century of appearances for his national side. And he has played with Mario Gomez, Luis Muriel and Samir Hadanovic. Do you have any ideas off that? I feel that that's slim pickings, but I feel that that's actually not too difficult as it could have been. Um, maybe. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Chris? No, I, I don't think so. Did you say I had 15 appearances for Chelsea? He did. And it was the, um, he got an assist in the 3-1 win against Sunderland. Yeah, maybe I've got a bit of a bit of a shout, but I, I don't know how good he is. Oh, but I've got a name. I've got we'll, a name. See, we'll see at the end. We'll see at the end. Um, 
with that, we're going to head straight to that newsroom, see what the latest is at Stamford Bridge. So we're going to go straight into a fair bit of news this week. So let's do our weekly roundup in that elevator of Chelsea news. Chelsea and Tuckle's current top defensive targets are believed to be Jules Funday, Koulibaly, Garbadol and Mark Cucurella. Dortmund are advancing fast to sign Ian Matson on loan from Chelsea. Callum Hudson-Odoi is set to switch his international allegiance to Ghana. Tuchel is interested in Nkunku. Chelsea is said to be seeking a replacement for 3UK as their main shirt sponsor ahead of the new season. Chelsea have struck a 20 million a year shirt sleeve sponsorship deal with Whalefin, who are a cryptocurrency group. Chelsea are open to a swap deal with Barcelona this summer as they consider letting Aspilicueta and Alonso leave. In exchange, they are looking at Serginho Dest and Brazilian goalkeeper Neto. Chelsea scouts raised concerns about whether Erling Haaland's style of play would be suited to the Premier League because there's less space for forwards to attack and run into compared to the Bundesliga. Thiago Silva confirms he aims to play until he is 40 and wants to finish his career in Brazil. Chelsea are expecting a deal to be agreed to sign Jules Koundé from Sevilla very quickly and after the new owners have got their feet under the table. And finally, Ivan Perisic has apparently agreed to personal terms with Chelsea ahead of a free transfer this summer. A lot of stuff there. And I realise I said Sevilla very differently times. Uh, Pronounced that twice differently. Uh, yeah, hmm. not very good. Um, guys, what, what out of all that or something else? Do you feel it's grabbed your attention this week? Um, actually, something that you boys might not have picked up on. I actually think the uh, the Mark Cucurella, um option would be a fantastic option for us, especially if um, Alonso goes. I, I think he's been a tremendous player for Brighton. Um, I think he's very solid defensively and going forward. Um, I, I mean, he was superb against Manu at the weekend. Um, I, I think you could probably get him quite cheap. So I think if he was to get back up to Ben Shilwell, I think Cucurella would be a fantastic option. Um, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean to point out, we tweeted about that and it got nearly 5K in likes. But also, I remember in our predictions, someone said Cucurella could be the one to watch. Oh, oh. I wonder who that could have been. Oh, probably the same person who predicted cryptocurrency sponsors heading to the bridge. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, I, might be right. I, might, I might be. I wasn't celebrating that deal. I was just like, oh, cool. I was like, oh, we've got something right. Um, Chris, what what, what, what are you seeing in the news this week? Um, the Perisic one is interesting, just because I think if you look at all the defenders we've been linked with and then Perisic as well, that is a massive pointer that, Tuckle's going to stick to this three at the back system. Yeah. I don't, I don't see why you would sign Perisic if you wasn't going to, because he's been playing wing back for Inter Milan, and I don't think we'd be signing him as a winger in a four-three-three, and obviously you wouldn't be signing him as a left back in a back four. Mm. So that deal would point towards Tuckle wants to stick to this three at the back system, which I'm not overly crazy on, but you know. Um, the Cucurella thing, I think, I just don't think he comes in as a backup though. I think he's too good to come in and be Chilwell's backup. He plays week in, week out. He's probably been one of the best fullbacks in the league this year. I don't think he would accept coming in and just being Chilwell's understudy. 
Yeah, I think we kind of all forgot in in a in a bad way that Chilwell does exist and he is coming back. You know, we've we've obviously sadly had to focus on the issue at left back with or left wing back with Alonso and oh who replaces him. Or it could be Asplaquet for a bit and you're like, we have got a serious problem here. Well, no, we've got Chilwell coming back. The only problem is obviously you do need that backup option. I am not convinced it's going to be Emerson. I'm really not. But Tuchel did want him back in January. Obviously, things coincided where he didn't come back. I'm still not buying that he will be our backup. But we'll see. We've we've got a lot of defensive issues to sort out in the summer. That's for certain. I mean, we were just talking about before we came on air that there's (laughs) certain accounts have been saying that Harry Kane is wanted by Chelsea and we're going to sell Lukaku. I find that hilarious. And as I said to the guys, um, Arsenal fan play for Spurs coming to Chelsea. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I just can't see. I can't name a, a, a time where Chelsea have bought a player from Spurs. If you can, please tell me, but I can't remember one. Um, not off the top of my head, no. 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 It does got me somewhere, surely. Uh, no. I can't think of a single one. People have gone the other way. People have gone from Chelsea to Spurs, but I can't think of any that come from Spurs to Chelsea. No, I, I literally can't think of any. Glenn Hoddle, even... maybe? Oh, oh no, William Gallas went to Arsenal first, didn't he? Yeah. And even yeah. then, that was from Chelsea to... Yeah. Uh, Glenn Hoddle? Oh, that yeah, could be a point. Hard. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I think... Didn't he go to? He went to France for a bit, though, didn't he? Yeah, I think he went to a few other clubs before he came to Chelsea. But he definitely went from Spurs to Chelsea at some point. Yeah, it just doesn't happen often. It really doesn't. I mean, we're, it's going to be an interesting summer. Where the, as soon as the new ownership stuff has gone through, obviously all the the ratification and the tests, um, which it probably will. You know, it's going to be open season, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, okay. Serious topic now. Very serious. Super serious. We took on Leeds this week. That much that we did know. Um, We didn't give away the game. There was no charity FC. And Anthony Taylor, yes, yes. Anthony Taylor sent off an opposition player. I mean, I feel that we fell into the multiverse and appeared in a completely different reality. And yet, in this reality, I can double check. Man United have still not signed Wesley Schneider. But did did you like what you saw from that 90 minutes of crisp... Beautiful Chelsea football, guys. Yeah, it, it was um, it was fantastic and a much needed improvement on the Wolves game. Um, I know you say about Anthony Taylor, but I, I think if he hadn't gave that red card, I think didn't really have a choice, did he? No, I think he would have been sacked on the spot because it's one of the worst <laughs> tackles I've seen in a long time. Uh, well, sorry, since the last week when Luke Allen did pretty much the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> it's like they just don't want to play this the rest of the season. They're like, oh, yeah, can we just like, go on holiday, please? So, shall, shall we actually go down, lads? Shall we be relegated? Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah, we're out. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I thought it was very good. And I'm sure we're going to talk about him, but I thought Mason Mount was, um, was borderline unplayable against Leeds. Um, don't get me wrong, I think Leeds are probably the easiest team you could play against in the league. Um, they're just so easy to carve through. Um, but I thought Mount was uh, fantastic. Bukaki was fantastic. Pulisic was good in glimpses. Um, Reese James, superb. Um, and yeah, it was, just a, it was a very, very solid performance. We, we passed the ball quickly. The intensity was there. Um, and it could have been more than three, let's be honest. But I'm sure that's no surprise we didn't get more than that. But 
very good performance and a much needed one going, uh, going into the Liverpool game. Yeah, I mean, we will go into Mount and how he's, his performance. It was a true masterclass and I'm, I'm still not happy he's not nominated for player of the season. I don't understand it. I feel that, yes, I'm still st- sitting by the, standing by this. Ward-Prowse, Bowen and um, forgot already who it Saka. was. Saka. Saka. Look, they've had good seasons. Not saying they haven't, but Mount has been better. Not bias. It's just fact. I've seen the stats and how many games Mount's played. Iron Robert didn't play many in the... It was around 04. And he got into the team of the season. Um, hmm. Will Mount be in the team of the season? That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't we haven't lost a single match, though, in the league this season that Anthony Taylor's refereed. Now, that was a surprising stat I read. I mean, maybe he's more conscious about his performances in our matches because people have called him out on this before, cup finals. But he was brilliant. And to be fair, I'll, I'll bring up this positivity about referees. I keep seeing different narratives about the refs that are retiring this season. And yeah, I'm sure we all will be happy to see the back of them, particular ones. But the referees that are going to replace them are likely going to be even worse. You know, especially if the people we've had over the past couple of weeks in a lot of Premier League games are anything to go by. That's kind of how I'm seeing it. Uh, What do you think on refs, Chris? And obviously the game, of course. Uh, I agree with you about the refs because I think the the issue that the longer term issue is these refs then become sort of mentors to the refs that are coming through mm. and then they just pass on those sort of you know terrible performances the fact that referees in this country can get a decision wrong through looking at a replay i think just speaks volumes about how inept a lot of them are and because it's so many of them i would be looking at the training that they go through because surely that isn't right. The the referees' courses obviously aren't preparing these referees for games properly because if they was, they you wouldn't have so many refs getting so many decisions wrong on such a consistent basis. Uh, so I think probably the the course, the qualification needs looking at more than anything. The game, oh, yeah. though, yeah. Um, the game was fantastic. I thought. Um, move the ball quickly. I think even before the red card, people saying that the red card changed the game, but I don't think it did. I thought we'd started the game really brightly anyway. We was moving the ball quick. We looked like scoring when we went forward. It was just another glimpse of what this Chelsea team can do on a good day. And I think that's, I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from because we've seen it with this team, how good it can be. It's just can't seem to do it every week. Well, not every week, because I don't think any team does it every week, but consistently, more often than not, throughout the season. Um, I think Mount was outstanding. Lukaku was outstanding. Pulisic took his goal really well. He was quite quiet in the game, I thought, Pulisic, but took his goal really well. James was good. I think Chalobah deserves a mention, because... He's he's been out of the team, but he come in and he was he was really impressive. I thought not just defending, but the way he brought the ball out of defence. I thought it really gave us another dimension to our attack on that side because we have Rudiger do it on the other side. But 
unless Rhys James plays there, we don't really have anyone else do it on the other side. And I think that's what Chalobah brings. And he really helped move the ball quick enough in the in the game to open leads up. I think he deserves to mention as well. Oh yeah, um, he was he was proper solid. He was brilliant. Yeah, my negatives would be, I, Christensen. I don't think had a particularly great game. I think he looked very nervous on the ball and under very little pressure against Leeds. He almost gave it away a couple of times in dangerous areas. There was one as well where they was on the attack and he slipped because um, he hadn't sorted his feet out properly. And Rudiger, I just don't know what it is about Rudiger. I, he, he's just. I don't think he had a bad game. I think he was. I think he was decent enough. But he's just, he's lost that intensity, I think. He just doesn't seem like the Rudiger of three weeks ago. I don't um, know what's changed. What 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 could have ha- potentially happened in the last three weeks for him to, you know, just pack away you know that what, passion? What annoys me about that is why, did, why do these deals have to be announced or especially announced now? before the end of the season. like He could have easily negotiated with Real Madrid and then kept that in-house and then said to Real Madrid, listen, my intention is to come to you, but I'll sign at the end of the season. Players whose contracts are running out and they're not going to sign new deals, they really annoy me, the fact that they go and sign these new contracts and then they almost just switch off like they don't play for us anymore. But mm. until your contract runs out, you do play for us. So uh, that... The fact that he can go and sign for someone else and then sort of half-arse everything until the end of the season really annoys me. And it's not just him, but I think the reason why it's got to me with Rudiger is because I think he's really running the risk of leaving under a cloud where I don't think he would have before. I think if he, even if he'd left, but he continued to play like he was, I don't think anyone would have said much against him. But I just think now you can see there's been a clear drop off from him, and I just think he's he's almost running the the courtois risk now. Yeah, I, I mean, I do. I mean, it's slightly different. Cause it wasn't a, on a on a, a Bosman free deal, but Mario Goetze sticks in my mind. You know, he went from Dortmund to Bayern, and everyone knew that that was going going to happen. It was pretty much agreed, and he was in the stands for the Champions League final. And you think his current team playing his new team oh and there was also one um oh i think it was a couple of seasons ago stefan de Vrij, or de, i don't know how you pronounce his surname sorry Dubai. but devai um he was going to enter from lazio that was agreed it was going to happen he scored an own goal which meant that inter were going to be in the champions league and lazio missed out on the final yeah. day and obviously no there was no illness there but you do think Oh my word! You couldn't have scripted a better storyline than that, because your brain just explodes. You think, um, I must. Oh, I bet them Lazio fans must have been just gutted, because yeah, uh, Rudiger has changed in my opinion too. It's a shame because that passion isn't. He looks like the Rudiger that we knew under Lampard, and that player. We gotta say it. You know, obviously players develop, they evolve, and they adapt, and they become superstars or they don't the if when he was under Lampard if you'd have said Rudiger's going to leave for free we probably wouldn't have been too bothered it'd have been uh, that's a loss but it wouldn't be this outcry of what have we done I can't believe we've just lost a 50 million pound 100 million pound defender so uh, it, it but he, he's not looking great recently 
But he's one of our better players in a defence that's going to be certainly changing this summer. Uh, on the game, it's pretty much the perfect performance in my eyes. I mean, there was no crazy exertion, I'd say, with the FA Cup final, obviously, this weekend. Um, we were dominant, convincing. And to be fair, I must admit, even me, I, I wasn't for a second worrying that we'd bottle this. Um, you know, I would have taken the scrappy one nil if it meant Cobra hadn't have had his leg pretty much nearly snapped in two. That doesn't seem to be too bad as first feared. But, oh, which was more what the fuck? Was it the challenge or Dan James saying he got the ball afterwards? I mean... He didn't get the ball, if you wondered. he didn't. Yeah, no. (laughs) What a ridiculous challenge. I mean, some of these professional footballers, um, how can I put this, brain dead at times. And and that was a brain dead moment from Dan James, which literally could, like you said, it it genuinely could have snapped Kovacic's leg in half. It was horrible. I mean, I think at first, when it was a red card, I was like, oh, that's a red. That's interesting. Hmm. But I didn't see how bad it was till the replay. It's one of those tackles where you look at it in slow motion and you wince. You actually oh, 100%. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's, there was no way you couldn't send him off for that. And then the cheek of him to go, I got the ball. You <laughs> can get the ball, but you didn't have to follow through like that, like on, on his shin and almost like bend it in half. I mean, just brain dead, brain dead moment. And um, it was just dangerous play. Yeah. What, what did you make of that that challenge as a whole, Chris? The challenge is awful and like players know now as well that it doesn't matter if you get the ball. Getting the ball doesn't matter in a tackle anymore. It's all about whether you make contact with the player and whether there's a follow through. I think the most embarrassing thing about it was the Leeds fans abusing Kovacic from beyond the dugout. When he oh, I will up. get to that. I will get to that. Like what an absolute joke that is. Um, but I mean, you know, Leeds have had like 97 yellow cards this season. They're not a disciplined team, are they? So I wasn't. Just a break in the record, shocked. I think. I think they've yeah. conceded about 97 goals as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, horrendous tackle, definite red card, can have no arguments. No, I, I mean, look, I've, got, I've, I've put this out there before. I understand banter between fans. That, that I get it. I also know this is a very heated rivalry. But when Kovacic came off, and obviously you've alluded to it there. He was greeted by a small, and I will stress small because it was, number of Leeds fans shouting abuse, throwing out the classic hand gestures. That I didn't like. You know, he's genuinely injured. He's not diving. He's not feigning an injury. Who's <laughs> breathing into the mic that loud? I don't know. It might be me. I... Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I was just listening. I was like, hang on, who's breathing? That's so loud. But genuinely, back, back to my point. Um, he weren't feigning injury. And I just found that reaction horrible. And it was a minority, you know. And it, it gets worse because there was a Chelsea fan. He had a medical emergency. And I found that reaction truly appalling because there's a human being potentially at that moment fighting for their life. And the chance towards them, we won't even go into detail about what the chance were. They just were disgusting. I mean, I don't know if you heard them, guys, or maybe you've seen them tweeted about and in detail, but yeah. they were vile. Yeah, and um, there's just far too much of it in football, isn't there, really? There really it, is. 
It's not funny. But, oh, I mean, someone could have someone could have lost their life. Thankfully, that doesn't seem the case. But oh. Let's face it, though, they didn't cover themselves in glory. Oh, no, it did, they? The Kovacic situation, that mm. situation, and then not giving Alonso the ball back when their own team was losing. <laughs> I love so, that. It's like, well, we don't want, the, we don't need the ball. You, you lot need the ball. <laughs> I it mean, even brilliant. their own players. I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it, against Man City? They were throwing paper balls at their own player. I mean, football fans, they really don't help themselves, do they? No, no. I mean, unfortunately, we're not targeting leads because this happens each fan base over the world has a small section yeah. of fans that do spoil it um chelsea is sadly no exception either but come on it, it's just not it's just not on uh back to the game before the game at 11 25 a.m british time this is when i predicted it i said three nil win that's why this is why you listen to this podcast because that one bang on prediction in about 1,000 wrong ones oh when i get it and cryptocurrency oh wow and to be fair you've had two you've had two as well because cucarella as well you know i, I mean... know i know i'm i'm not predicting anymore i feel feel of uh maybe uh, maybe we actually do know what we're talking about maybe sometimes. we actually maybe you are experts maybe that's we right. might we might be we really might be I, I mean other than giving myself credit i've got to give romelu lukaku credit because back-to-back solid performances and i've got to say his goal for me never in doubt because he sat down half of the league's defense ziek was already on the floor at the time so he had a great view of the goal and i thought it reminded me of when Werner had his moment a few i think it was a, a long time ago torres had his moment but that the torres one was against newcastle if i remember right and well, I, I knew lukaku put it in the back of the net i just did i, I just did what what did you make of Lukaku in this game. Um, yeah, brilliant. Um, it's, it's amazing what he can do when you play to the strikers' strengths. Um, he was he was like a ball half the time. He was holding the ball up really well. He was hard to shake off the ball. Um, he took his goal very, very well. I, I agree with you, Mike. I was sort of never in doubt um, that he'd score it. He, he's so composed in front of goal. I, I think he's a very good finisher. And I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Um, for his finishing abilities, because I, th- I think he really is a, a class finisher, um, which is something we haven't got other than him. Um, but yeah, he's um, he's doing well. He, he's coming to form at the right time of the season, um, especially with the cup final at the weekend. He's um, he looks happy again as well. He, he looks like he's enjoying it again. It's amazing what a few goals can do. The players are starting to click with him again, um, and it, it's just good all round, really. A uh, fire in Lukaku is uh, can only mean good things to Chelsea. I'll, I'll say that I'll bring you both in, but I'm sure you've all seen his statement on social media after certain comments were made from his agent. What do you think about this? Is this potentially a good thing to see? This sort of his own statement, considering what we had with the interview saga. What, what did you make of that? I, I haven't seen that. Oh. I've, seen the, I, I've seen the agents' quotes, which really angered me this morning because I thought, why again is something coming out when he's just started playing well? But I haven't seen his statement. I right. Think it works, so. I'll quickly read it out. He posted on, I think it was Instagram. Never ever will I let someone speak for me. I kept my mouth shut and focused on helping the team and end the season in the best way as possible. So if someone out there trying to say something about me and the club, not in my name, and he signs it RL. Now I'm guessing it's about his agent because his agent has said stuff. So 
Yeah, I, mm. I, I think that sounds to me like Lukaku's thinking the same. Like, why are you talking now when I've just got back into the team and I'm playing well? Just keep your mouth shut. Like, because really, anything that from this point, I would say until the end of the season, everything that went before doesn't matter. It's all about what's going to happen now. And he's back in the team. He's started working a lot harder. He looks hungry again. He looks like he wants to succeed. He looks now like he he wants to be a success at Chelsea. So anything that went before doesn't matter now. It's all what's what's going to happen going forward. Now, I know he'll probably have a talk with, with Tuckle and the owners and that in the summer to make sure that he's going to be a pivotal part. But he, he's well within his rights to do that when you see the quality that he's got. Quality players want to be main men. And I haven't got, a, I don't see a problem with that in him wanting to sit down and have that conversation. But I, I'm, I'm happy that he's come out and done that because I, I do think if he, if he happened to have a poor game in the FA Cup final. Oh, yeah. And with that agent saying that, that would have been everyone jumping back on the bandwagon of him not wanting to be here again. So I'm glad I, he's come out and done I think he'll stay. I, I really do because. You know, at the end of the day, we've seen when we play to his strengths how good he is. And that, that's almost common sense. I mean, you play a player in the best position, they're, you're going to get the best out of them, you know. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it's not, you don't need to be an expert to work that one out. I think but, the key is with him is, is getting him involved in the game. I think he's one of them players where he has to be constantly involved in the game. Because mm. I've seen, I seen a stat on Twitter afterwards that he's had. 40 touches or more in three games this season and he scored in all three mm. and he, the, he was you know close to close to man of the match in all three so he's one of them players where you have to keep him involved in the game I think if you if he drifts out of games I think that's when he really struggles to get back into it yeah I, I mean Perth what are you what have you made about all this yeah I, I tend to agree with Chris it's um it's not what he needs. It's not what the team needs at the minute either. Um, like I said, it, it looks like he's back to enjoying his football at the minute, which is good for, for everyone all round, really. Um, and, and I just hope those comments um, are obviously sincere and, and that no one's been thrown off the scent by anything that uh, an agent or anyone has said. And, and hopefully he can, he can focus on, on the cup final because he's going to be a big player in that final. I'm oh, sure he's going to he's, start. He's the man in form. Uh, yeah. Obviously, another man in form, Mason Mount. Why has he not been nominated for the... I just don't get this. I mean, he's in the Young Player of the Year awards, which, again, they're not... <laughs> some of them are 23. <laughs> I, for me, I, I still think scrap that award and do it similar to, again, sorry, I'll do it, the NFL, where you have the rookie of the year, a person who's, it's their first season. And yeah. let that doesn't obviously have to mean, realistically, you could say, does that mean first season if they've come from abroad, um, or it's their first season at the club? Could they be a 30-year-old player? Well, yeah, you'd have to have an age limit. But I still feel it should be their first Premier League season, with obviously an age limit. Because... I think we've had Sterling won it when he was reasonably. I think he won it a few times and was like 23. Trent has was similar. Might be wrong there. I mean, what what have you made about all these award nominations? Um, I, what I will say about Mason Mount is I, I think he, I honestly think he could potentially be our player of the season again. Um, 
I know you said about Thiago Silva and Reese James, but I think Mason Mount has to be in that discussion because he's got, what, 11 Premier League goals now? Yeah. Uh, with 10 assists in the Prem? Mm, yeah. They're, they're really good numbers. Um, and for someone who goes missing in games, can't do <laughs> against the big teams, this kid is incredible. I mean, as I said earlier, he was unplayable against these, and he really was. The, the positions he gets into... The, the goals that he scores, the passes that he makes, you know, he's he's a tremendous player and he's so, so gifted. And I agree with you, Mikey. I, I think there's definitely an argument. I don't think he should be a Premier League player of the year because he isn't. Um, but I think there's an argument to say that he should be ahead of the likes of Jared Bowen, um, James Ward-Prowse, Saka, players like that. I, I think he should be considered ahead, ahead of them. Um, not saying that those three have had bad seasons because they're, they're all tremendous players as well and they've all had incredible seasons but I do think Mount um, I think if anything now Mount has become under underrated by, by other fans and, and, and players and, and stuff like that because he's he's so good um, and I just I, it just baffles me that he gets overlooked time and time again because the kid's special um, and, and he, he deserves to have something to um, to reward his form with yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I, st- I think it worked out. I just quickly looked up 24 Sterling, won it at. Um, look, great player, great talent, great season he had. But you think young player, this, it's not what comes to my mind when I think of upcoming talent for that young player of the year award. But hey, that's what the rules are. It is what it is. Um, overall, though, you know, Mason Mount, incredible performance, incredible season. Big three points, and we go on to the weekend where I'm expecting nothing. That way, I won't be let down. I just hope that we give it everything and hope for the best. I'll still probably feel gutted if we lose again. Look, Buffalo Bills got to the Super Bowl in 1990, 91, 92, and 93. They lost each one. Chelsea have reached the last two finals, losing both. Are we going to make it a hat-trick of defeats, or will it be Liverpool who feel blue? Um, I, I feel we're underdogs by a mile. I'm yeah, not expecting yeah, us to win. That's being honest. In these big games, we do just turn up. I we do, we, yeah. I think Liverpool, how they play, they play with such a high line. Um, obviously, their full-backs bump forward. I just feel they are very easy to get out with how we play. We we can definitely hurt them. Um, yeah. We're still underdogs. I'm not expecting to win at all. But I do feel if we get it right in the day, we this is so ridiculous. I think we could knock two, three past them on our day. I really do think we can because of just how how they play. Look, they're an incredible team. Obviously, one of the best teams in the world, and arguably one of the best ever Premier League teams. But I think on their day, on our day, we can get them and we can really, really hurt them with the players that we've got. I'm not saying it's going to be on Saturday, but <laughs> but it, it, it could definitely happen. And I'm feeling. Quietly optimistic, quietly, very, very quietly, though. I mean, look, we need some good news with injuries. Kante and Kovacic may or may not make it. We we don't know at this stage, and I don't think Tuchel knows until probably the fitness tests on the day of the final. So how key is going to be having one or maybe both of those fit, Chris? Um, I mean, ideally, you'd want one of them fit. Um, but then I don't think you lose against Liverpool in midfield. 
because I, I don't think that their midfield is their strongest department. I think it, oh, you could argue it's probably their weakest department. They they press well, mm. their midfielders, but they're, they're workhorses, really. I don't think they've got, unless Thiago turns up and has an incredible game, they haven't really got that midfielder in their team who can hurt you. So I don't think you necessarily lose the game in midfield against Liverpool. So obviously you'd rather have one or both of them fit, but if not, I, I still think we've got enough in that midfield area to cope against against Liverpool anyway. I think Man City are more of an, an issue for that if you haven't got your best midfield. Um, mm. I think we're going to win. Um, wow. Oh. I watched Liverpool against Villa and they look like they're getting to a point now where they're almost running on empty. They was incredibly lucky against Villa to not only come out with the win, but to not come out losing like 4-1. And, and that's against the Aston Villa team. I think people won't, probably won't like it, but I think the only person who can lose us this final is Tuckle. Oh, here we go. I honestly, because I think if he sets us up like you said, if he sets us up like we're the underdog, I don't think that's how you get at Liverpool. I think you have to go after them. To be fair, to though, build. I don't think I don't think he ever has set us up as the underdog against Liverpool. Against Man, no, Man City, has. Man City, he has set up very defensively. Yeah. But against Liverpool, he's always set up with quite an aggressive lineup. Yeah, and I hope he does that again because I honestly, I honestly think if you go after Liverpool at the minute, they're not they're not in the best of form. You have to watch Mane because, as he did against Villa, he, he scores out of nothing. But Salah's not in great form. Jota's not that in great true. form. That is true. Yeah, I mean, since he came back from the AFCON, Salah hasn't been yeah. his his best. Well, Mason Lewis, Mount's been yeah. better than him all season. So. <laughs> I stand wow. by that. And to be fair, I'll tell you who has been better than him. Son of Tottenham. Oh, Son's but been I, amazing. I would, I, would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Son's been... been that's why these awards are meaningless now, because they just go for the real obvious person every year. I'm surprised that no one's talking about Son's almost record-breaking season. I mean, we're not a Spurs pod. We never will be. But Son has been incredible. He really has. Yeah. And, you know, fingers crossed that we won't make predictions. We don't want to tempt fate. We're going to just enjoy the game. Hopefully enjoy the game. I'm going 4-0. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm, He's just I'm, not saying which one. Yeah, no, it's yeah. that. Brilliant, wasn't it? Right. We're coming to the end of another episode, which means before we sign off, it's time to find out who that former blue is. At the start, I said 15 times he's played for Chelsea. He earned an assist in a 3-1 win over Sunderland in 2015. Played for six clubs so far in his career. He has over a century of appearances for his national team. And he's played with Mario Gomez, Luis Muriel and Samir Handanovic. Do you have any ideas? I'm going to go to Chris because he, he didn't seem to have a clue. He might be better now no I, I i actually haven't right okay berth you give us a clue about who you think it is that might be better um just see if you're right does he play in syria now he he might do yeah he might do i mean okay. my extra clues i have are is this is the best of his trophies in his cabinet he has more but he has a title premier league title a league cup six syria titles Six, he was part of the squad that finished third twice in the Copper America 
in 2016 and 2021. And if that didn't give it all away, I'll tell you who he's played with, but what club's that? Mario Gomez was at Fiorentina. Luis Muriel was at Lecce on loan. And Samir Handanovic was at Udinese. So who do you think it is, Berth? Mm, I, I don't know if I'm right. I really don't know if I'm right. Um, is it Quadrado? It is indeed. Oh, yes. Come on. It is indeed. Right. I, I I just love diving into their history of who they've played with, but at really random clubs. So when I saw Mario Gomez, I was like, everyone thinks Bayern or Stuttgart. But I was like, you know oh, what, yeah, Fiorentina. You, know you know what did it for me? Um, it was the Luis Muriel one. It's, Luis Muriel is Colombian, isn't he? He is indeed. That's what yeah. I, I didn't know they played together at club level as well. I just presumed, right, he's Colombian. Put two and two together. So did a few calculations in my head. Out came Quadrado. Fair play. I mean, to be fair, yes. to be fair, Luis Muriel has played for some clubs that I, even I didn't. I mean, he played for Granada for a bit as well. And I was like, whoa, Sampdoria played for two seasons. And I, I don't remember that. He's currently at Atalanta scoring absolute insane goals. I see them almost every week on on Twitter. They're like, oh, amazing. But yeah, Juan Cuadrado. Well, oh. well, with that, we have, we've come to the end of another episode of At The Bridge Pod and hopefully it's going to be positive news when we come back Monday. But hey, fingers crossed. Till then, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. If you do not already follow us, just search at At The Bridge Pod. Uh, if you listen on Apple or Spotify, we always appreciate those reviews. We really do. So till next week, that is us signing off.